the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. Good, good, good. All right, who's got a question? Raise a hand. Sarah Ponce said she had a question. Bro, look at his shirt. Jesus saves, and it's a relief picture. <laughs> it's the best shirt ever. Hello. Is What's it up? On? Yeah, yeah, we're on. Yeah, good. So my question is, like, what are some rumble strips you could put in your life? Like two of them, one on the left, one on the right, to know that you're off track um, before you like you're rolled over and a mess. That's a great question. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, as a young adult, I would say number one, uh, accountability. Okay, but here's here's what it is. When we think of rumble strips, we think of stuff that is passive and activates when we're off. Um, accountability doesn't work if we don't have ownership. Okay, I have a couple of young a couple of young lions in my life that I that I get a, a voice in their I get to have a voice in their life. Um, there's this young pastor in in Southern California who who we've been doing life for about two years, um, and there are a couple of things that he's believing that he's going to overcome, and and he's just. He's in, he's in relationship with me to just be open about it. And one of the things that I've challenged him on is I've said, listen, I, I, can't, I, I, can't keep doing, I can't keep doing this when it's after the fact. Do you know what I'm saying? I need you to call me and I need you to have preventative accountability because that's what changed my life. When it, like, when you see the cliff coming, like, you know, like, bro, like, a I'm about to fall off the cliff. Don't call us when you fall off the cliff. Call us when you see the cliff coming. Hey, yo, PC. Hey, Pastor Jared. Now, Pastor Jared said something really dope um, earlier, this, earlier today when we were talking. He said, man, we, we have a really unique culture at our church where the lead pastor is available. Like, you can DM Pastor Jared, right? And he'll respond. Yeah, now, give him some time, right? You can imagine. There's like 50,000 of us and one of him, okay? <laughs> like, you know? Um, but he'll respond. Or one of us will respond. One of us will get it, right? So I think, like, for, for sure, one is, when I was your age, was I'm going to tell on myself before it's a problem. Before, before I crash and burn, I'm going to throw out a, a mayday, you know? And finding people who love you enough to cover you, to care for you, to not beat you up and not make you feel ashamed and condemned, blah, 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 whatever it is, but to be able to say, hey, you know what? Um, I, th I think I'm making a bad decision. Can you come look at it? That was a major rumble strip for me in my life. 100%. I think the sooner you can have a powerful vision for your life. That's great. Uh, the, the vision for your life becomes your freeway. So the, the sooner you have a vision for what you want in your life as a, as a man, as a woman, if you're married, uh, if you're not married, the vision you have for who you are going to marry, so you, you accept nothing less than that vision, okay? Um, the vision you have financially, for your physical health, whatever. The sooner you can get that. Here's why, the rumble strips become this. If it doesn't fit within my vision, I don't do it. I don't have to pray about it. I already prayed about my vision. So I don't have to pray about this. I don't even have to be accountable. I already was accountable about my vision. Yep. I prayed about my vision. Yep. So if it doesn't fit the vision, 
we're not doing it. And let me give let me give like, you a, a, a good a good definition that someone blessed me. George Barna is his book, The Power of Vision. Yeah. Uh, definition of vision is this: a clear mental image of the future I prefer that comes from God. A clear mental image of the future I prefer. You know what? I prefer for my life to look like this in three years. I prefer for my money to look like this in three months, right? And when, and when that, that's brilliant, that the rumble strips are right there. Ah, this doesn't look like it. Cool. I don't, yep. I don't make that decision. Right? I would so also a clear say, mental image. like, you, every Christian, every person in here, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, you need the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life every day because of that the Holy Spirit will hold you accountable and you don't have to tell people. Holy Spirit's like, like hey, uh, hey, stop it. Hey, uh, and let me tell you what else. You need to be at church. Like, you need to be at church, in community, and you need, you need to cherish your connection with your pastors. It is, it, I don't, we don't have time to get into the whole thing, but I'll just cliff notes it for you, okay? It is a divine connection. You are not at abundant on accident. You didn't pick abundant. You might have Googled it. Your parents might have brought, it to, brought you to it. Your friend might have invited you, but you did not pick it. God picked abundant for you. He selected us as your pastors, and you need to cherish that and value it because the, the rumble strips of your life will be spoken into your spirit on Sundays, Wednesdays, on Fridays at Prime, on the podcasts, even on inst from our Instagram, it'll go, <gasps> like, you'll go, ow. Like, I mean, I have people come up to me on Sundays. It's like, oh, man, when you were, you, you know, I just got this and this and this from the message. I'm like, I didn't say any of that, bro. Right, right, right. I'm like, I, I didn't even talk about that. That is God using my words to hold you accountable, yeah. to breathe life into you. It's great. To be the rumble strips, whatever, right? Like to be the arrow. To oh, that's the that's the answer that's to brilliant. the decision. Yeah. You come in, oh, what is it? And then something is spoken. Oh, now I know what to do. Like, that's a great question. It's a great question. It's a great question. You need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you're not filled with Holy Spirit, you need to be filled with Holy Spirit, like tonight. So, we'll, yeah. Okay. We'll do it in the donut room. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a great question. Hello. Um, hey. what, what does our, so like we, the church came out with new spirit. What does it mean for, what does it mean personally for you guys? Well, the song New Spirit. Yeah. The song, yeah, they were record. They were recording a new, another new song this week too. It's awesome. great, yeah, uh, yeah. The team's really doing cool stuff. Uh, well, new spirit uh, that came from uh, Psalm fifty-one. Created, created me a a new spirit, a clean spirit, yeah. a fresh spirit, depending on the translation you're reading, uh, from the chaos of my life. And to me, it speaks to what Jesus does for us in eternity and in our everyday life. And that is he takes us from darkness to light, from sin to righteousness, from hate to love, from shame to freedom, from like turmoil to peace, uh, from the chaos of our lives. And 
you know, I always also connect it to Isaiah 43. Yep. You know, that God wants to do a new thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just want, he wants to do a new thing. But the new thing he wants to do is the right thing. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's exactly how, I, how I've perceived it as well, Isaiah 43. My question is, how do you not feel uh, sad or bad that, like, when your friends from past, uh, before believing in Christ and following Christ, invites you to places and you keep saying no, but, like, you still want to be their friend, how do you navigate that friendship from there? Well, if your friends can't respect you for who you are, they're not your friends. That's the bottom line. So that's, I mean, uh, let's just cut to the chase. That's the bottom okay? line. So if, if they can't respect you and celebrate that you've changed your life yep. and that you're finding happiness and you're finding community and they want to put, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. They don't they, respect you. They were your friends. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's number one. Now let's be practical, okay? You love them. They, they were your friends, all right? So I think the most important thing is to believe God for the new thing, new community, new friends, these Circles. awesome people sitting next to you who won't try to pull you back into the temptation that you're trying to come out of and the things that you're not, they, they won't pull you into that and you can still find happiness, find joy and all that. And then you start praying that your joy, your happiness, your success, that the goodness of God on your life is going to show to those people. That's it. That's it. But it's, look, it's hard. It, it is sad. I mean, it is. Like, I, I have a lot of people that were my friends. Right. Same. Like, and I had to, it's, well, kind of during that time of my life, I had to realize man, I'm, I'm, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And I, I had a little house on the east side, and I can't tell you how many weekends I never did anything. I didn't have yeah. friends for like two years. Like, yep. we didn't have prime culture back then. <laughs> so like, and then I was trying to like not sleep around, so I wasn't dating. Yeah. I like made myself not date, because I'm the type that like... <laughs> to, <laughs> I don't eat the cookies by not having cookies in the house. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right. if the cookies are in the kitchen, they're going to get eaten. <laughs> like, give me the Quote of the night. So, like, <laughs> so like I, had to, I had to, like, when I decided, okay, God, yeah. I, I knew myself. We're not doing so it. So it was like, I'm, I can't do it. any of this. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. So, um, We're not doing it. I mean, it was hard. It was lonely, but, like, the long-term benefit outweighed the short-term sacrifice. Yeah. So. And I will say this also, that like sometimes when God does change something in us and is growing us and developing us, there are times of isolation, yep. right? And times of solitude. But solitude is not loneliness. You know? Let, so. Let's also say this. Like, we assume sadness. We assume things. We allow it, right? So like if it was a Friday night, and your former friends didn't call you and didn't invite you somewhere, and you, in your head you were like, man, tonight I'm going to get coffee with Sarah, and then I'm going to come home and you know, I'm going to watch whatever show you're into. It would be a totally great Friday night. Then they call, 
and you're like, no, I'm not going to go to the club with you. I don't really want to do that. Like, oh, come on, girl, come on. Oh, so you're the good Christian-y now? Oh, you go to that church? Oh, they make fun of you. And then you assume sadness because yeah. of it. So prior That's to the so call, good. you weren't going to be sad. That's great. That's great. Like there was going to be so no good. sadness and it was going to be a perfectly great Friday night. Yeah. Right. So now right. you just have a choice to make here. Yeah. Which one are you going to be? Make the choice. Like, is it going to still be a good Saturday night or are you going to, oh, well, you know, no, it's, oh, you know. That's so good. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of changed my question a little bit, but I'll go with that. Like, let's, can you talk about um, boundaries? And um, I know it's hard because it's like, you know, I've always heard it said, like, in Christian circles, it's like, oh, like, you have to hear what the Holy Spirit tells you and, like, based off of your convictions and all of that. But it's like the Bible doesn't, isn't specific enough, I think, in my mind. So, like, how would you, what do you think? Like About what, though? Um, I mean, just about... Yeah, just God, like within godly, relationships. Like godly yeah, ladies. like how to yeah. date well and how to honor yeah. God through okay, that. Okay, well, I'll answer that with, with a scripture. I'm sure Pastor Jared has some just, right? Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, I think verse 13, um, says, God has already put in you the will and to do what pleases him. Okay? So what you're asking about, he already put it in you. You already know the answer. So now whether, it, do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, if I have to, if I, if I have to draw a man, if like, if you're asking about certain boundaries, physical touch, emotional involvement, it's coming up because God already put it in you. It's emerging because the Holy Spirit is yeah, stirring Spirit. it, inspiring it, yeah. right? Uh, I feel like I'm doing too much. I feel like I'm giving, I feel like we're moving too fast. And it's not even just about sex, right? Again, it's about like emotional involvement. It's about time and energy. It's about like my whole focus goes to just like if 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 he if it's emerging, Paul said, he he already put what pleases him in you and he gave you not just the will to do but the wherewithal to do it. Right? Some of the things we don't even have to pray about. Like we're praying like gosh, like I mean, should I draw a line? Should we should should we not be spending so much time? You already have the answer. The reason you're praying about it is cuz you know like, you know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, and, and like, we don't have time to talk about it tonight, but like, we, we dated for six and a half years almost, right? And so like, there was a lot of that. And like, we would have avoided a lot of headaches and probably a lot of friction with each other in our dating life if we had come to terms with that. Because we were at odds with each other and it was just like, well, well you, know, you know what, we need to pray about it. We need to fast about it. And really what it is, I'm trying to exert my will. I'm trying to get my way and it's like, nah. Yeah, trying it's, to just, it's, justify. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty obvious. I think also, uh, you know, both of you have a lot of access to smart people. So if, if there's something that's not obvious in the scripture, then that's when you seek wise counsel. Mm-hmm. And, and you talk about it. Mm-hmm. You go talk. Yeah. Like, and you have you a just, lot of great people around you. You can yeah, come you, just say, hey, you, this is where we're at. Hey, we're kind of, we're this thinking we're this. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I will say... Um, <sighs> I, I believe there's just a, there's just so much um, toxicity being implemented into relationships uh, at such a young level, and uh, so obviously s- sex blinds us to it. 
there is an importance of purity in dating. Um, there's an importance of respecting boundaries. And, and please hear me, and I, I, this is so important for you women, okay? Uh, but it's, it's equal, but it is so important for you women, okay? Um, both people's dreams, desires, passions, and vision for their life should be equally honored and respected. Absolutely. And if, if. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. And if, like, if you're dating and they won't respect that you need a day off, then they're not going to respect you when you're trying to pursue your passion five years later. Like, if, yeah. if they won't respect that you don't want to have oral sex, well, they're not going to respect you when you're trying to go back to school to get your PhD. Like, they, people show you their true colors. Absolutely. What we do is because we like them, we talk ourselves out of it. Yep. And it yep. will project. Here's the thing is they'll show you in dating, they show you their true colors in things that don't matter. So you dismiss it. Right. When married, it matters. It matters. And, it and those true place. colors, yeah. if they won't respect that you want to go to culture, they won't respect you wanting to open a business 10 years yep. from now. Yep. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if they won't, I can, I, I can go for two hours. Yeah. So like, no, it's absolutely true though. It, listen, in disagreements, if one person is always going to the other person's side, like if, if you have to always go to that person's side for there to be peace, you're being bullied. Right. And that's, that you're being manipulated, controlled, you're being manipulated and that's and emotional abuse. Yeah. doesn't like hide anything it magnifies everything just what everything. he was saying so whatever you're facing now believe it because it's just going to get so much worse or so much better yeah. Yeah. we'll probably need we'll probably do a, a, a session three with you there it is <laughs> on dating like we because we need like i have i have so much to say about dating like oh. oh like like why are you so serious in dating it's supposed to be casual you're supposed to be trying to figure it out but then like because we want to be all in and i give my whole body and i give my whole time and i give my whole emotion i give all my money and i give everything 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 that's not dating that's marriage and when you break up you're just practicing divorce right and so like i think i think what happens is like you know we have this wrong context of dating like I don't have time. I'm just going to drop a grenade and I'm not even going to explain it. Yeah. But, I tell, but I tell people like, look, dude, if you're dating the right way, like you're evaluating. Right? right? Like you're evaluating. Like, okay, do I see, do I, okay, I, I can see myself here. But what happens is like you let yourself go all in with everything. That's not dating. Right? Like, yeah, like, like dating shouldn't hurt if it doesn't work. It shouldn't. It should be just like, oh, I tried it on. Like, I mean, you, you, I mean, you, don't, I mean, you, you, like, you kind of like a dress, how it looks on the rag, or you like, like an outfit or whatever. You try it on, it's like, oh, that, it looked better over there. It's not really for me. I'm going to walk away. But it doesn't destroy your life for a year and a half. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, dating should be really casual. We'll talk about dating later, but like. Again, be... the sooner you can get a vision for your life. Yeah, man. 
some values because and boundaries. Because if they're not fitting that vision, gotta go. Gotta go. gotta go. And it should be easy to walk away, but because you have sex, you have, you, here's what's funny to me is like, you get a dog. Like, like I think it's so funny. When, like, oh, so not only are you practicing divorce, now we have a custody battle? A custody. On a dog, with a dog? Like, this is so stupid. You co-signed on it's the car? stupid, like, for real. Like, you, you co-signed, co-signed on a car? On car? And you're not even married? Like, like how dumb married? are you? Like, what are you Sorry, doing? I'm just gonna. Like, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm just... Now you gotta argue about the Toyota? For real? <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh my God. It's, sorry. What about the, well, <laughs> we're, 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 we're having sex so we can know if, if we're sexually competitive. I'm like, girl, girl, if he's respecting you, <laughs> like, stop it. If he's honoring you, if he's celebrating you, if he's empowering you, Come on. Y- your intimacy be will amazing. be the last thing yep. you're worried about. Yep. Like 100%. Or, I'm having sex with him to see if we're, compa- if we're, we're compatible. <laughs> Are you breathing? It'll work for him. <laughs> <It'll> work. <laughs> yeah, he'll be good. <laughs> he'll be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> What a load of crap. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I hope I hope we didn't just break, break you all up. <laughs> I hope that helps. Yeah. I hope that helps. I mean, you're gonna, that's what you get. You're going to get real talk, right? Like, you're going to get real honest, real, real honest talk. Next I led before you say I do class twice before I was like a pastor. I, I administered it. Like six couples broke up. <laughs> you're welcome. Like, well, I mean, better now. You're welcome. Than, like... For real, I'm glad you didn't go pay for the caterer and all that. Like, get your money back. It's like, wow. Get your money back. One more. Let's let's do one more. Okay, let's do two more. Just kidding. Okay, I wrote it down. Um, How do you cope with having parents or family that don't accept your new lifestyle? Yeah. Uh, Well, so you know what's right, right? Right. You go live doing what's right. You're gonna have to guard your heart. Uh, that happened in the Neiman family, just to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my family, my dad's family never accepted that he was a pastor of a Christian church and not in the religion that he was raised in. Never, never. Did not speak to me uh, for the last five years before they went to heaven. Would not speak to me, would not speak to me. I was like, all right, well, I'm happy. So, like, you know. Um, I remember one of them telling my dad, uh, well, it's too bad your kids are going to hell because you didn't baptize them in that church. And my dad was like, well, uh, thank God they're going to heaven because they've made Jesus Lord of their life. So, um, but... The, the more you mature, you're going to have to be firm in your commitment. Hopefully, you guys can come to a place where there is respect. Another lie that society is teaching us is that because we disagree, we have to be disagreeable. Mm. Like, we can disagree on things and still love each other. Yeah. No, we're not being taught that. You know, like, we're being taught, like, 
Well, if you're Biden and I'm Trump, we're we, it's over. We got beef. Like, yo, you're pro-vax? I'm anti-vax. Yeah, let's oh, fight. You know, like, you know, you, oh, you, oh. Yeah. Like, no, like, we can disagree. Yeah. And I can still love you. Still I can still care for you. Yeah. We can still go to dinner. Yeah, like, absolutely. We can even talk about it respectfully. Absolutely. And hear each other. Absolutely. Like, so hopefully, and that is what needs to be your prayer. Is God, I'm praying that my family will, will not, maybe not accept, okay, but they will respect. At the point of respecting, your prayer then becomes, Lord, I believe that through me, you will use me that's to it. show your goodness. That's it. Like, that's, that's it. it. And if they don't, they don't. Then you guard your heart at Christmas. Okay? You guard your heart at Thanksgiving. And, it, and at the point like that you get married, you'll then make your own family decisions yep. because husband and wife leave father and mother and the two become one. Yep. So then you'll make your own family decisions. Maybe you'll have your own Christmas with your own traditions and your own yep. Thanksgiving with your own traditions. New family tree. Your new family yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I think there's a responsibility. Then, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to say, and again, if there's something super specific, that's why, thank God that you're surrounded by really smart people who love you and care for you yep. and can sit down, uh, go get coffee with you for 30 minutes and help walk you through it. Yeah. You know, I know your story a little bit. You know, you still live at home, all of that, right? Um, he, the writer of Hebrews chapter 12 says, as best as you can, live at peace with all men. As best as you can. So peace is their responsibility, but your responsibility also. And you can't control them. You can't control what happens around you, but you do have a responsibility to control what happens in you and through you. That's a responsibility. And it also right? might become a goal that you don't live at home. Like some relationships are better with some separation. One million percent. One like million I was, percent. I was 24 years old here. That's and word. I came home That's one night word. and I was not doing anything wrong. Like I was with all the church people. Like, and my mom was like, where were you? And like that night I was like, I'm buying a house. <laughs> I'm out. Like, I'm out. Like, I've got a college degree, and you're asking me where I was? Like, like girl, like, like my, my mom and I, as close as we were, our marriage was better with a little separation. Uh, marriage, our relationship <laughs> yeah. was better. Yeah, we get it, we get it. We get our, it. Our relationship was better with a little separation. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, all right, cool. We got a little distance now, and it's better. Yeah. And that's part of pursuing peace. You know how to keep right. the peace. Yeah. You know? All right, last, last one over here. Is dating biblical? And if so, can we describe it? Well, I mean, you have to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was like a arranged marriage. <laughs> yeah. Go, go work the land for seven years. That's, that's where exactly where I was. That's exactly where I was. I, I don't, I mean, I can't think of a whole lot of like dating in the Bible. Uh, there was definitely pursuing. Um, there was, there's definitely arrangements. Mm -hmm. There's definitely God anointed anointments. There's some earning. There's a whole lot of earning. Mm -hmm. 
but I mean, obviously, dating is a part of our life because you. I mean, you can't just. I mean, I guess you could, but like, I wouldn't advise just. I, hey, I, do, I, I think. Get I think. Married. I think to answer your question, you may not find dating in the Bible, but I think you can have dating be biblical. Oh, absolutely, you can. You know, you honor God with your body and your intentions. You, you pursue what we were talking about tonight. With your you, attitude yeah. toward each other. Yeah, you pursue, you pursue righteousness, you pursue faith, peace, love, respect. Put God first. Dignity, you know, honor. You know, your yes is yes, your no is no. If you break up, you don't go tear people down with gossip and being mean and ugly and telling stories that aren't your story to tell. You know, like I think that I, you, that's how you do things biblically. Like Jesus, the way, the way the Lord said, you love your neighbors, you love yourself. You know, that applies to all human relationships. You know, I think you should, that's the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. What would happen to dating if we actually behave that way? That we did unto others as we would want them to do unto us. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That was very good. Good night. It was a good night. Good talk tonight, huh? That's awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is amazing. Thanks for this is fun. Awesome. Will, you, will, you, will you pray for us? Yeah, all yeah, right. Will you pray let's for us? Yeah. All right, let's pray. Lift your hands towards heaven. Father, we just honor you. We glorify you. We thank you. Lord, we thank you for who you are and what you do. We thank you for your purpose in our lives, for your plan for our lives, plans of peace, plans of hope, plans to give us an amazing future. Father, I pray for these awesome young people, every man and woman in here, Lord, wherever they are in their life, whether they're in school, whether they've started their career, whether they're kinda in both, whether they're married or single, whether they're new to Christ or they were raised in it since they were born. God, I pray for them, and Lord, I ask you to be exactly who they need you to be in this moment. God, I believe that tonight maybe has sparked an idea given some clarity to something, breathed life into a decision, helped. God, in talking about decisions, we put our trust in you. We trust in you with all our heart, and we lean not on our own understanding. We choose your truth, your word. We choose faith in you. So lead our steps, inspire our words, shine your light on our choices, open the right doors, anoint the right path, bring the right people, put us in the right place at the right time with the right people making the right things happen. God, I just believe that amazing things are coming from this group of people. I, I, Father, I just believe in Jesus' name that amazing things are happening. God, I believe that you're giving these people creative ideas and solutions. I believe you are anointing ideas for businesses I believe that you are helping them to finish degrees. God, I just believe in Jesus' name that there are amazing doctors, amazing lawyers, amazing marriages, amazing business people, amazing school teachers, amazing principals, amazing entrepreneurs, amazing future people in ministry. God, I believe that you're gonna do amazing things with this young people. They, have to, they are Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first. God, on a Friday night, they are in church. And next Friday night, they're going to be in church. And in between, they're going to be at church. They are pursuing you, Lord. 
So add unto them all the dreams and desires that they have in their hearts. All your promises, let them be yes and amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.